OTB GAA Burns was on another planet this year boys like in the first half of the All-Ireland final this year Owen Murphy put a puck out down Burns puts the claw up and puts it back over the bar like. Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts The News Round on Off The Ball With Gillette in association with Movember Effortless Shave Magnificent Mo This is News Talk you're very welcome on Champions League evening ahead we will keep an eye on the live football of course as usual Tim Vickery will join us on the football show from Brazil on the fallout from the presidential election Neymar's uh, court settlement and the new Ronaldo documentary plus anticipation building ahead of Ireland South Africa Saturday Fiona Hayes Keith Wood with us on Wednesday night rugby and live golf the season that was wrapped up on Sunday in Miami, Rex Hogarth from the Golf Channel will give us his take on year one of Live Golf. 53106, the text number. We are at Off The Ball on Twitter. Michael McCarthy here in studio. Evening, Joe. Richie McCormick here in studio. Wait, what? Oh. What? What's going yeah, on here, Richie? Yep. Can I keep track? you losers yet again. Can I keep track? Your annual visit. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. But that's it till 2023. Fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully. 24, actually, it's going to be. Uh, I'm oh. skipping pretty much... All of next year too. Wow. So he'll be in tomorrow. Well, that, that is <laughs> he will actually, yeah. yeah. That is true. Uh, Live Golf, season one, done and dusted. Wrapped up on Sunday in Doral in Miami. So Rex Hogarth from the oh Golf God. Channel. Who could forget? <laughs> Who could forget you? Where, were you? where were you when it all wrapped up? I know. Indeed. Indeed. Oh God. There was that time when, uh, and, and then there's the other one with them. Uh, with, um, yes. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Very, very One memory. moment in time montage, mm. I would say. Like your probably. JFK moments. It was, it was all of our JFK moments this. Yeah, I know. I mean, it really was a tree falling in the woods. The um, talk of Live Golf and the headlines around Live Golf, um, obvious enough statement, completely outsize and uh, dwarf the interest in Live Golf or yeah. the viewing figures. I think on Saturday and Sunday, which was again the finale, mm. um, the YouTube viewing figures, there were about maybe 50,000, 60,000 fairly consistent worldwide. Wow. Yeah. Free, live sport, a genuinely very, 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 very good field. And the interest is minuscule. I mean, how many of that 50,000 are bots? I don't know. But I mean, who's to blame? The media. They've 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 downplayed. They've turned this into a joke. I don't know. Actually, I think the media, to be fair, have almost been like Father Ted and Dougal outside the cinema. (laughs) Okay, yeah. The amount of free publicity this thing's had to the point where anybody with a mild curiosity would be very aware of what Live Golf is and might click on the link. But clearly no one's interested. But but we've also talked about it, honestly, in a way that makes it like it downplays the competition of it. And I do. I would be concerned as to golf's ability to you know, a, a, a general golf fan, someone who might watch, you know, all the majors for sure. I'll watch maybe the players. I'll watch, you know, the Irish Open. And then you'll grab me at certain points throughout the year. These guys who've gone to live are big deals in a way. Yeah. But I'll forget about them pretty quickly when they're gone. And then you'll just go with who's left and it'll be like, oh, it's a slightly weaker uh golf than normal but this comes in ebbs and flows over the years anyway like and it's like there's this story that's always there mm. but it's not going to make me say Jesus I really need my Bryson DeChambeau fix I better watch I better find out where the live golf tournament is on YouTube I do wonder if casual fans are bothered about a competing uh, tour war in golf 
Mm. No, no, they're not especially. They're not especially. So, um, just wondering where the success is then. At the end of the day, yeah, I don't know. know what constitutes success because clearly making a profit is absolutely not on the possible, radar or say, possible yeah. given the money. Like Pat Perez, we need look no further than Pat Perez who has jumped ship, and he got a ten million dollar signing bonus, and then Pat Perez has basically stunk the joint out all year. But he's been on the four aces team, which have been very good. Dustin Johnson spearheading them. And so Pat Perez, he, and this is in a 48-man field, in no tournament across the year did he finish better than 16th. But along with his $10 million, he's walked off with another $8 million in prize money. <laughs> oh, like Seamus Power, Seamus Power is breaking his back to win a million, uh, you know, in a PGA Tour event. Pat Perez has made $18 million. His quote afterwards of the uh, people saying it's gross and other negative yeah. comments. I really don't care. I mean, I got paid. I don't give a damn. End quote. How much did Rory you know win? Fifteen. Sorry, just yeah. for the for the FedEx. What's that? Fifteen. Because remember, we were talking about end of days money yeah. when people were winning the FedEx Cup. And it was like Jim Furyk was one of the early winners, and it was like, how's he even going to be on tour next year with that amount of money in his yeah, pocket? You know. Yeah. And now it's just they're all just going off to Saudi Arabia to win it. Top earner this year, Dustin Johnson got a reported somewhere between one fifty and two hundred million dollars to sign. But on course, and he has been very good, he's won another 35 million in the year. So it's outrageous money. Sorry, Rich. The comparisons, like, uh, the, the comparison, I think this comparison has been made on the show before, but the comparisons to the 90s wrestling war, and stay with me here, are like really, really um, tight. There's, there was, at the time, competing with uh, Vince McMahon's WWF was WCW, which is owned by Ted Turner, who obviously owns CNN and uh, TBS and a bunch of other TV stations. And they were propped up and engaged in a war in the mid 90s, whereby they essentially started buying up and it got to the point where they were just warehousing talent because they could afford to take them off the hands of the competition. And ultimately, they went through a couple of set different ownership changes. Turner was kind of brushed out of the way. And it like this massive money pit, which is what Live Golf is, and it only exists to be a money pit in one sense. Somebody is going to be in charge of it at some stage. Uh, I don't care who, how, how limitless their funds are at the moment. There is going to be somebody in charge of it at some stage that will look at those accounts and say, you what? And pull the plug. And suddenly you're going to have 50 golfers heading back with their tails between yeah, their legs or off into retirement with massive with massive checks in their back pocket. I, but eventually it will. Like, it can't keep going on in a vacuum. I, it can't I, keep happening without media. Log- logically, I would agree with you. Logically, I would, I, and I've said as much or we've pondered as much on Golf Weekly, I know you're a big fan, Rich. You know, you, you, you would have heard us say this at length, so you're sick of this uh, point. But I mean, like, you know, didn't Aramco have like $40 billion profit this year? Yeah, like, really? Are they, are they that concerned about the minuscule $2 billion that went into Live Golf to get the thing up and running? What's another few quid next year? You know, all the startup costs are gone. I'm, I honestly, I mean, I don't know what the deal is or what they're hoping from this yeah. tour, but to apply logic to it, I think is your first mistake. Yeah, the, the whole, like, you know, Ted Turner, who didn't have limitless money, he was very rich, you know, was, you know, there was a change of ownership there. Saudi Arabia have no, uh, like, if this, if it isn't them, then it won't exist. Mm. There's no handover here. There's no, this is going, chickens are going to come home to roost. This is just what it is. Uh, so, again, we can't apply logic to it whatsoever. And also, you know, you, I, I get the comparison, but, you know, you're talking about an entertainment versus a sport where people will tune in for Hulk Hogan or whatever because ultimately what else are you doing where sport is still different and I think that's proven it you know it's like as much as you say you're interested in the Shambo and Kupka and Dustin Johnson 
I think people are more interested in the tournaments and stuff that they watch and, and new stars will develop you know I think that that theory will be tested though yeah. as more and more people go and if Cam Smith is one of the best two or three golfers in the world and DJ comes back into real form and they're competing in majors and they're only in live the rest of the time yeah. I think that way you know that, that theory will be tested but I still think people aren't bothered with it and no, they will be they're not at the moment for sure um, Rex Hoggard like I said will join us in the next hour of the Golf Channel he was at the finale in Miami as a side point in the colleges all the best players that could be a way to really hurt the PGA Tour as well yeah the next Tiger Woods and there will be a next Tiger Woods or a next Rory McIlroy who light it up in college and will be the real deal if Greg Norman who by the way it seems based on uh, golf journalists uh, reporting could be under pressure for his job actually increasingly but if nice. Greg Norman turns up and says to the next Tiger Woods here's 150 million for you to sign very hard to turn down Next Tiger Woods takes the money and then he's a phenomenon on the live tour and attracts eyeballs and, you know, that really propels it forward and then, you know, it has to be allowed into the majors otherwise it's ridiculous for the next phenomenon of the game to be excluded. I don't know how you get into the majors if you're playing the live golf tour. These are all the small logistical um, kinks to iron out. But that's apparently you know, that's the next battleground in a, in a big way is to, to get the next phenomenon onto live and do phenomenal things there and... I don't know, you know, I don't know, it's all going to play out, but Rex will uh, have a better sense of these things uh, than I do. He'll be on in the next hour. We should start the news round. It is brought to you, which you led, in association with <coughs> Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent Mo. You can sign up or donate now at Movember.com. Richie, we are starting with the Ireland A team. Mm, Andy Farrell naming that Ireland A side to play in All Blacks 15 at the RDS tomorrow night. The team will be captained by Munster scrum half Craig Casey, which likely hints at Saturday's team selection. 12 of the 15 played against the New Zealand Mary in the summer, and there are seven uncapped players, including Leinster's Kieran Frawley. The team in full sees Mike Larry start at full back. Leinster's Jimmy O'Brien is on the right wing, and the fit again, Jacob Stockdale, is on the left. In the centre, it's Jamie Osborne, partnered by James Hume. Then that halfback combination of Frawley and Casey. In the front row, it's Jeremy Lockman, Dave Heffernan and Tom O'Toole. Packing down behind them, a second row of John McCarthy and Gavin Thornbury. Keen Prendergast is on the blind side, Nick Timoney on the open. And Gavin Coombs starts at number eight. And Andy Farrell was asked why Casey is a suitable captain for that side. He's, uh, he's an obvious choice for us. Uh, we we uh, approached the subject straight away and it was unanimous that it was going to be Craig. Uh, why? Because... Um, it's him just being himself. He's a he's a he's a natural leader. Uh, just the way that he handles himself on a on a daily basis, um, in and around everyone. You know, he's the he's, he's the ultimate professional. He prepares really well, and he's been in and around this environment for for some time now. So the responsibility is a is a is 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 a nice step in 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 his journey as well. Yeah. So I mean, the Ireland A concept, the Wolfens concept. Uh, reinvigorated and, and the same seems to be the case across the board in rugby it does obviously give us clues into the team Andy Farrell is going to name tomorrow so uh, with Michael Lowry and Stockdale and O'Brien playing Friday it does mean that the Irish back three on Saturday will almost certainly be Hugo Keenan Mac Hansen and Robert Balakoon Craig Casey obviously involved as Richie said so Gibson Park is going to feature and Conor Murray well Andy Farrell had already said he was going to feature as well we knew that but Conor Murray will feature and then with Kieran Frawley and Jack Crowley playing Friday then Joey Carberry is fit so uh, most having a fair shake at the Irish team now of Hugo Keenan Balakoon Ringrose and Henshaw Mac Hansen and then Johnny Sexton Gibson Park or Murray but probably Gibson Park 
uh, presuming he's, he's fit enough. And then Andrew Porter, Dan Sheehan, Tyke Furlong, Tyke Byrne, James Ryan, and then probably Peter Amani, Josh van der Fleer and Caelan Doris. We'll get confirmation on that tomorrow, but uh, that's the um, shape of things for the weekend, it would appear. We have Keith Wood and Fiona Hayes on the way this hour, slightly earlier start time for Wednesday Night Rugby coming your well, way. looking forward to this match, though. Yeah? Yeah. I find uh, this November is really weird. I feel it comes on us sort of out of nowhere. Mm. And I'd like a lesser match this weekend. Oh, it's terrible. For me to get yeah. really into Ireland again, get to, you know, get attuned with this team. And then next week have the Springboks coming to town. I think it's such a pity that they're first up. I really do. I think Rory said it last night. I agree with him totally. Australia first as a... Yeah, you don't want nice Fiji one. first. Fiji yeah. in the middle. Yeah. And then all culminating with South Africa. I, I, That'd I be the one. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you say I'm looking forward to it, I'm doing it for Virgin as well. So there's a, that uh, slight nervousness as well when you haven't done it in a while. Oh, yeah. You know? You don't want to mess it up, Joe. I'm not going to be on the couch having pizza in my sweatpants. No. So that, that takes a few percentile points of a certain have you kind ch- of Have enjoyment. you picked your suit? Uh, mentally, I think I probably have. Yeah, yeah. You, you know which one it is. I don't know. It's pressed. It's often a great surprise to me when I open the wardrobe to see what kind of shape it's in. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it not clean? As someone who only wears weddings, uh, only wears suits to weddings, believe me, I know. I know. I swear every time, I'm like, I'm getting these things dry clean so yeah. they're ready. But yeah. like, Or even, are. I swear, I'm going to sort this out on Monday or Tuesday as opposed to Friday night at uh, 10 o'clock. I lost a day with the bank holiday. That was a killer. I keep thinking it's Tuesday. So who knows what shape I'll turn up in. Uh, Richie, where are we going next? I think that there's, you know, it's an A game, you know, so why not go with the sweatpants yeah. and the pizza on the couch as, as you know, the punditry will be a bit of crack. Um, <clears throat> the All Blacks 15 for that team, for that game will be captained by Locke Patrick Tweepalopu. The team also includes the likes of TJ Paranara and Pat Lamb's nephew, AJ Lamb, starts on the wing. Uh, Razzie Rasmus, meanwhile, has confirmed he'll be back in the coach's box for Saturday's test with Ireland at the Aviva. The Springboks director of rugby had been banned from match day duty following his video rant against referee Nick Berry during last year's Lions Tour. He's also had a say, Mick, regarding the potential kit clash at the Aviva on Ooh. Saturday. I'm not sure. I looked at those jerseys, if it will clash. Um, for me, it looks like it won't clash, but I mean, I'm, I'm not a referee who must make the decisions on the field when it's really tight and close. Um, I, I guess the guys would have done their homework and would, would know if it doesn't clash. You know, I just know the, the home team uh, um, gets to wear the alternative jerseys and, and the visiting team wear the traditional jerseys. So, uh, you know, as long as the referee can see and the fans can see and, and we'll be able to play without it disturbing anything. Uh, I really, when I compared the two, for me, it looked like that there's a difference, but um, it's not enough. Uh, yeah, we just know we have to pitch up without jerseys. And if there's a clash, I mean, uh, the, the guys who's in charge will, will sort it out. Quit your moaning, Mick. It's fine. Yeah, there won't be there won't be a clash enough for them to say here. What are you doing, lads? Go out and put on the training jerseys. I just think that it is not an ideal televisual experience. I would say. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Uh, we've got to take a short break. More from Richie in the news round. Mick staying here in just one sec. Welcome back. News round continuing with myself and Michael and Richie. Liverpool fans, by the way, tomorrow night, November third, we're hosting a special off the ball. Uh, off-air event in the Camden in Dublin to celebrate Carlsberg's 30-year partnership with Liverpool Football Club. We'll have Liverpool legends John Aldridge and Robbie Fowler in t- in uh, town 
Uh, tickets for the show are scarce, but tonight we're giving you a chance to win a pair, as well as a meet and greet for you and a friend with the legends to enter. Just tell us who did Liverpool beat in this year's FA Cup final. Who did Liverpool beat in this year's FA Cup final? To enter, text your answer along with your name to 53106. Always drink responsibly. Get the facts. Be drink aware. Visit drinkaware.ie. T's and C's apply. Over 18s only. We'll jump back into the news round, Richie. Champions League. Yeah, Celtic's uh, European campaign ending with a whimper tonight. They're well into the second half at the Bernabeu. In fact, there's only 10 minutes to go. And Celtic are 5-0 down to Real Madrid in their final Group F game. Celtic already condemned to an entire exit from Europe, of course. Uh, Orby Leipzig are going to finish second in that group. They're 4-0 up away to Shakhtar Donetsk, who themselves will drop into the Europa League. Uh, Chelsea already guaranteed top spot in Group E, regardless of tonight's result at home to Dino Zagreb. AC Milan will join them in the last 16, should they avoid defeat at home to Salzburg. Manchester City are also assured of top billing in Group G. They entertain a Sevilla side already heading for the Europa League once again. Elsewhere in that group, Borussia Dortmund are away to Copenhagen. And it's merely a battle for top spot in Group H this evening. Benfica need a four-goal swing if they're to finish ahead of Paris Saint-Germain. PSG away to Juventus tonight. Benfica in Israel to play Maccabi Haifa. OK, we'll keep you up to date across the evening. A few texts in. Michael and Kerry live, aren't going anywhere. Like the college thing you just mentioned, plus LPGA are thinking of joining, well, certainly LPGA players. The LPGA are most certainly not thinking of joining, but apparently all the players, I mean, the money will just be too good to turn down. So I I think you're right, Michael. I don't think Liv is going anywhere at all. As somebody says, with Liv, the major flaw is the poor YouTube coverage. If it was on TV, I would watch it. The coverage would be exactly the same is the only thing. The TV coverage, YouTube coverage, exactly the same. Same commentary team, same camera angle, same everything. You should just be, I mean... Not that I'm here to celebrate live. You should be enjoying the fact that it's free on YouTube because how much sports coverage relies on me flicking through the channels and saying, yeah, "Oh, know. the Mexican Grand Prix is on." I don't know. As opposed to searching out something on YouTube, I don't know, I don't know either. I feel like truth. 20 years ago when there was less sport on, 30 yeah. years ago it was a more of a novelty. But now there's just sport on every minute of every day. I find I, I will watch every- five minutes of a lot of stuff, but I'm very unlikely to say, "Oh, something's on," and then give over the next two hours of my life to it. So I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, they're desperate live to get a TV deal to the point they're going to pay Fox, pay Fox to put live on the TV. Well, so have they got any bounce out of the fact that uh, Donald Trump miraculously won the pro am at his own course again? He just happened to have a good day, all right? Yeah, well, he just—he definitely doesn't cheat at golf. Be careful what you say now, Joe. Donald Trump does not cheat at golf. He just wins all the tournaments whenever he plays. I don't think there has been a Donald Trump bounce now. <laughs> Although there is this weird I lock the world at the moment. It's just hard to get your head around. There is a MAGA contingent who, because Trump supports live yeah. they have turned up at live to really s- support it and get behind it so there's a real like if, if anybody's so if anybody's right behind live golf in america they're maga people isn't that just amazing yeah like the, the the breadth of subjects that uh, are agreed upon based on your love of donald trump yeah. is quite staggering so the pga is now the rhinos republicans in name only and then uh the live is maga people and the democrats are watching basketball yeah, I guess I don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Democrats are Rory McIlroy, probably. Possibly. Maybe. Well, I don't know. We don't know. So, Rex Hogarth is going to be on the way this hour, and we're uh, reverting to Wednesday Night Rugby at 8 o'clock. Just to mention that Rex is now freer earlier than we uh, had thought, so rugby on the way after 8. Uh, Rich, we've been talking about the women's contracts in rugby. The uh, 
names of the players the the first batch I guess it's historical in many respects the first batch of professional female players in the country has been revealed yeah Ireland captain Nicola Friday among the notable absentees from the list of senior women's internationals signing professional terms with the IRFU today the union described it as a landmark day in women's rugby but Sam Monaghan Neve Jones and Christy Haney are among those not on the list either those contracts are worth as you mentioned before between 15 and 30 thousand euro not including appearance fees and bonuses We'll ask Fiona about that, Fiona Hayes, after eight o'clock. Uh, certainly, uh, she has a sense that the competition in England is is so good compared to what might be an offer domestically here, that that would be one of the key incentives to stay on in England for the likes of Nicola Friday, who's the captain, and Sam Monaghan, who's the Players' Player of the Year, and Neve Jones, who's the Riders' Player of the Year. So, you know, they're not insignificant absentees for sure. The other um, issue, I suppose, and there are going to be teething problems here is that Linda Zhugang who's been brilliant for Ireland she's the only tight five forward contracted so in terms of yeah. you know all that preparation that you might suddenly have to get ready for line outs or the scrum or all those set pieces there's going to be no great lift off from an Irish point of view because of the professionalism it's worth stating I d- like Pearl Linda going up against the scrum machine on her own is yeah. a fairly stark image, but that's where we are. I suppose we're just in a position now where we're going to have to have... We've, there's so many people holding out that there's going to have to be flexibility in training schedules and so on, yeah. and almost a still semi-pro amateur style. And because of that, do you get the bounce that's needed from going professional and full-time? So. It is. It is hard to know. I'm sure. I'm sure there will be many benefits of it. By the way, it's a simplistic thing to say they won't get any advantage because of it. I just, you, you do see it as a major flaw straight away. You know? Yeah, and we're also headed again for opening rounds of the Six Nations clashing with the Hong Kong Sevens. So, Bevan Parsons and Amy Lee Murphy Crow and all, <laughs> all the best fifteens uh, backs will be in Hong Kong for the opening rounds of the Six Nations. Yeah. Presumably that that situation. Why can't World Rugby do something about that? Like, is is oh. the future not going to be in the fifteens game and in growing that into something don't know. serious? I, I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe we're the only country affected by it because we don't. We have to divide our teams. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, bad news on Orgy Snyman. Yeah, Celtic have pulled a goal back, by the way, at the Bernabeu. Lovely free kick from Jota, uh, getting them on the score sheet. 5-1 now the score there. But Munster confirming today that Orgy Snyman will be sidelined until January. The province say the delay to the Locks' comeback follows a consultation with his surgeon regarding his knee injury. Uh, bad news, it seems, as well, regarding Tom Ahern. He's still waiting to see a specialist about his shoulder injury. So he's very, very, very unlikely to play any part in uh, Ireland's training this month. Rich, we saw Son limp off for Spurs last night. Yeah, the South Korean forward left the field with a suspected injured cheekbone in last night's Champions League win for Tottenham away to Marseille and his participation at the World Cup is in grave danger. It's just over three weeks until South Africa's opening match of the tournament. That's against Uruguay on November 24th. But Kyle Sacco's hopes, Sacco's even hopes of making the England squad have been given a boost today. The 21-year-old taken off in the first half of Arsenal's 5-0 win over Nottingham Forest on Sunday, leading to fears he might miss the tournament, but he has been training with his teammates ahead of tomorrow's Europa League clash with Zurich. Man, you'd hate Son to miss the World Cup. Just yeah. so likeable. This is Cheekbone? The Cheekbone? I mean, he'll get a mask on and play. I would like to apologise, by the way. On the football show last night, I looked at him uh, walking down the tunnel and, and said to Dan, based on the way he's walking down the tunnel, I think it might be his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Could really, be further south. Really still. nailed that limp. Could not be further south. <laughs>
I, it could be like there was a doctor looking at it last night as I said I saw and it could be an orbital bone there was an instance of a player in Europe that escapes me right now yeah uh, but playing for I think it was it might have been Leipzig um oh no sorry it was it was a Napoli striker who was out for um I think it was like six weeks seven weeks total uh, but was back training within three but the likelihood I would say if it's anywhere in that region uh, of a cheap but if it's broken uh, of him being back playing is very unlikely. He can't. He can't play with his broken orbital see. bone. He can't. It's too dangerous. Is like it? you know. Yeah, yeah. Even with a mask. I mean, the mask would protect him. He can't head the ball or, you know, God. launch into contact or anything. Yeah. Like that. yeah. It's, and it's I just, guess in the cynical world of professional sport, he'd get an elbow in the face, wouldn't he? Well, the cynical world that Ian McKinley, Ian McKinley was talking about on the show last week with the yeah. eye gouging would certainly. I, I wouldn't have any faith in anybody after yeah. that story. Yeah, wow. Bitter pill, to say the least. Uh, do you want to bring us any last story, Rich? Yeah, what else have we got for you? No members of the WNL winning Shelburne side have been nominated for Player of the Year. On the shortlist, though, are P-Mans Anya O'Gorman, Wexford Youth midfielder Ella Malloy and Athlone striker Emily Corbett. Contesting the Young Player of the Year award are Shell's Jesse Stapleton, Athlone's Mirren Devaney and Sligo's Emma Doherty. Shell's back-to-back winning boss Noel King is up for Manager of the Year along with Athlone's Tommy Hewitt and Sligo's Ligo Steve Feeney and Amanda Serrano says she wants a rematch with Katie Taylor in Ireland Oof. next year. Oof. Puerto Rican has been ordered by the WBA to fight their featherweight champion Erica Cruz in a unification bout. That is likely to happen around about February time. Serrano tweeted to say she wants to fight Taylor in Ireland after that Cruz bout with Crow Park, of course, the most likely venue. Taylor beat Serrano by split decision at MSG back in April. Nice. Absolutely That's exciting. Kind of Believe it when I see it. It's boxing. Whoa. Talking about Usyk Fury today. I didn't even read the article. You know what I mean? So we have to be. We have to treat the Irish stuff as the same as we would with the international stuff. Yeah. Okay. I really, really, really hope so. It would be a hell of a finale to the career. By the way, I, uh, Rich brought us the news last night of the Irish Open switching to September, mm. and somebody said, "Oh, the World Rugby World Cup starts that weekend." Dan McDonnell, as we were walking out, had been listening, and he was like, "You do realize on the Thursday of the Irish Open, Ireland play France." And on the Sunday of the Irish Open, Ireland play the Netherlands in the Euro qualifiers. So that will also, I think, take some <laughs> attention away. That is very unfortunate. Wow. Yeah, it's that bad. It's a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, we are out of time. Richie, thank you very much. Nice and And Michael McCarthy, thank you. Thanks, folks.